Hello, and welcome to Brand Clarity by Visions to Images, where we focus on strategy and business development for entrepreneurs at all different levels through branding and digital marketing techniques. Susie Libertor is the founder and art director of Visions to Images Creative Services, LLC. For the last decade, she has personally been instrumental in bridging gaps between the global digital market and neighborhood locations for some of the biggest brands around. Growth is possible for even a single location with the right professional branding techniques and Susie's signature strategies of Visions to Images. Stand out from your competitors and bring your visions to life while watching your sales skyrocket. Your host for this is Susie Libertor, owner of Visions to Images. Hello, everybody. Today on the podcast, I have Jeff Gartner with Hudson Valley Swim. He's the CEO, and he is launching amazing franchises and franchise locations, and I'm super excited to have him on. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Susie. So tell us a little bit about your story of how you got involved with this franchise and how you got it started. So back in, I'd say, 2003, we um, launched our swim school, Hudson Valley Swim. Prior to that, I had my kids in swim lessons. And every summer, we would have a swim instructor come in and teach lessons. And one year, we had a really good instructor. And I said to her, why don't we do this as like a year-round business? From there, that idea for the uh, the launch of the, of the business in 2003, we ran it until, well, we're, we continue to run it. And last year, about this time, we decided to franchise. And so basically put other business owners in business doing what we do. The reason we decided to do that was we had duplicated our model over and over and over into multiple corporate-owned locations. So locations that I run myself uh, with my wife, Joan. And so I don't want to underestimate the uh, the role that Joan has in the in the business. So we decided, you know, this is something that we can we can duplicate and get other people to do. And uh, so we we launched last year about this time in May, I believe. We sold our first franchise down in uh, Northwest Tampa for one reason or another. They they didn't open until beginning of November, but. Since then, have been growing very successfully, and it's only been a few months. Yeah, congratulations on that and the growth. So, tell me, like, how you were able to duplicate the franchise model? How were you able to do that? One of the things that we did years ago was to stop doing registrations manually mm-hmm. and start using a registration system. And it took a little bit of customer training in order to get them right. through that, that mindset of sending checks or you know faxing <laughs> word, faxing registrations in and just everything over the phone to a point where they could register online so i launched a new website pointing to the um, to the registration system i've used a few different registration systems over time that was one of the ways that we were able to sort of rein in the business so that we have a consistent billing system, a consistent reporting system, a consistent mm-hmm. class management, and so forth. And so that that was one big aspect of the of the system. And it also reduces the amount of phone work that you have to do on uh, the customer service side, which is an important part of the business, where we um, can manage 
our customers as opposed to managing the prospects so much. And, you know, there's just a large volume of that. Sure. No, that makes sense. It's like you automated and have the SOPs in place, basically, and you were able to duplicate that in a sense. Yeah. And and there are, you know, we looked at various aspects of the business and said, how do I streamline this? Right. Uh, one way, uh, you know, for instance, insurance. Insurance took us months and months and months to get in place, you know, and when you add like a new location, that's a pain in the butt. First of all, not every insurance company will service every state. So this one does Michigan, you know, Nebraska and New Jersey, you know, they're just random. Basically, we developed a master agreement with a company that is servicing all of our franchise locations and and my corporate location. We're doing that in in marketing. We're doing that uh, uh, with payroll. We're doing that, as I said, with insurance. We have the uh, registration system. So we broke down the business into components Mm -hmm. and we developed master agreements with everybody. So even even to the point of finding pool, we have a master agreement with Fitness International where we have access to all of the LA Fitness and eSport brands that that don't currently run a swim school. And so these are territories that are, well, they're available, but uh, we also have already found them a pool, which uh, streamlines the ability for a franchise owner to get up and running very quickly. Every... That's our goal is to get an, a franchise owner from the time they sign the franchise to open to be about three months. That's amazing. That's super quick. <laughs> and it's affordable in that sense as well. I mean, there's so many franchises and people hear franchise and they think it's it costs so much money, right? And all of this. And I know you work with so many great providers for that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I remember years and years and years ago, uh, looking at a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. Yeah. And at the time, I believe the territory had to accommodate six Dunkin' Donuts. You're buying in for over a million dollars. You were required to open three of them up. I mean, it just wasn't practical for me. You know, I was, you know, a small country engineer just, you know, making uh, <laughs> making a few bucks here and there. So I, I just didn't have the funds to do something like that. Right. To get into this business, it, it hits a lot of the points that a... Uh, a small business owner is looking for. So opening within three months. Yeah, that's that's check. You know, y- you don't want to be carrying costs for too long before you're opening. You know, now you're able to get your sort of your revenue stream operating and you're quickly able to achieve a break-even point. And that's usually in a f- only a few months. Our Tampa location did it within two months. Because now our operating costs, you know, to operate a business like this mm-hmm. is very low. You're not building a pool. The time to market of building a pool is years, you know, and the cost of operating a pool is very expensive. You know, you've got lifeguards, you've got chemicals, you've got uh, electricity. I mean, so you're heating the pool, you know, the gas costs and things like that. Well, here it's a pool rental model. You pay a rent. Let the facility owner deal with all the maintenance. Your overhead costs are payroll, rent, insurance, credit card fees, you know, the royalty. There's a, a royalty to, uh, to the franchise. It's designed to get you a very high profitability and to start realizing aspects of that profitability very quickly. The, the overall investment is low. And the best part of this business is it's one of those real feel-good businesses because 
what you're doing is saving lives. That's our motto. We've trademarked that. Swim lesson saves lives. Business owners are offering this community-centric service. The feedback that you get from each family, and every family has a story, and it might just be, hey, you know, introducing the kid to the water the first time, all the way to, I've been afraid of the water for 60 years, and uh, it's time. My kids can swim, but I can't. How do I watch them in the pool? Uh, I have a special needs child that, you know, loves the water, but I'm afraid for that child around the water. They need some basic survival skills. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that we do. When you come away, when you start operating this business and talking to your customers, you just get the chills when you're talking to people. You, You can be very, very satisfied working in this business because of the feedback that you get. Yeah, I love it. And um, having an autistic son, it's always hard to be able to find stuff that people get and understand, especially when it comes to swimming, because it is like a drowning concern for parents and of any child. The fact that you offer that is amazing because there's not many places that do. And I've I've done my research and it's just they just don't understand it sometimes. Yeah, the relationship with the, with our special needs, we the relationship with the water is, is is really amazing. You know, it's one of those areas they just love the water so much. Oh, yeah. uh, and and there's a wide variety of, uh, of you know, I'm preaching to the choir here of yeah. of special needs. You know, so there's you know all the way from highly functional to the children that get excited about being in the water, and you really can't expect much more than that. It's an right. activity for them. The parents often they they don't even care if the kid learns how to swim. It's, the child is just so happy being there, and they look forward. To to it every week there they might just be screaming in the water uh, out of excitement all the way to you know kids that learn how you know they they learn how to swim but they we do it in sort of a private environment for them right i can see that i can understand that and i think that with special needs to kind of do the swimming lessons like you just don't know where or what's going to happen with them when you come to the pool so it's always like you have to meet them where they are. Right. And so many times people don't understand that. Like they just say, Oh, we got to get them to swim. And like here you're saying, let them just scream and have fun. Let them get used to it and build up to it eventually. If we need to, I think that's like a huge thing that many, that makes you unique in that sense for that portion, for sure. Yeah. And there's many kids that um, don't even like the water, you know, they have uh, sensory issues, yep. you know, uh, with touch and things like that. We had a great example of that down in, in Tampa where the, the child wouldn't even put their feet in the water and just with the encouragement and the experience that the instructor had in working with special needs, started from squirting the child's feet with water and the kid was, you know, screaming and he yeah. hated it all the way to now it's, you know, he's squirting them and he's yeah. giggling and now tubby time is, is uh, much more that that's, that was the thing the the parent was like, now I can bathe them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, so, yeah. you know, we're looking forward to actually getting them in the water again and teaching them how to float. And, and yeah. those are things that'll take time, you know, and you sure. take that for granted. Hey there, I want to interrupt this episode with a quick message. If you're listening to this podcast episode and want to learn about branding your franchise or small business, then go to brandingbridge.com. That's branding-bridge.com. 
So going off onto another topic or two, my next question is, what is the hardest part about franchising right now? The the hardest part about starting a franchise? Well, first of all, you have to have a really good business model and something that can, can be duplicated and also realize that the prospects don't have the experience that you have in that particular industry. And so, and and there are some businesses that the owner needs to be doing hands-on. This is not one where they have to have an aquatics background because you're going to hire the aquatics person. But having good business sense is kind of important. But for starting a franchise, really understanding the franchise laws, and they vary from state to state, you may not be able to start off servicing every state or every country. You know, you would start looking at Mexico and Canada being so close. You just have to sort of start off and start to scale as you become more mature. The other thing is you don't want to land a hundred franchisees on day one. Oh, for sure. Right. You need to get your feet wet as a franchisor. You need to make sure that you mature in advance of the need to mature. And it's helpful to have one, two, five, 10, and sort of get from that 10 to 20 area before you really start looking for companies, which I, I call them rainmakers, you know, these ones that will massively scale you because, and, and they, do, they don't really want to work with you until you've been able to duplicate your, your business, you know, 10 or 20 times because they want to, they don't want to look bad. They don't want you to fail. They don't want the business owners to fail. So they will just want to make sure that you could support the, the franchise and f- support the owners and you could scale properly. I like that. I love it. I know it's tough. That, um, I mean, any business coming in is hard, but even as a franchise or coming in, kind of like you said, like the law, figuring out all of those things, going in and you showing me all of the different components of how you have to register in all of the states and everything. That's just craziness. <laughs> and some for a fee, some you register yeah. every year, some, oh some, and, and then there's rules as far as, you know, you, yeah. you, somebody, they, they buy into the franchise. You might have to hold that in escrow until they're open. Others are not as stringent like that. There's a ton of rules. And it's all governed by the Federal Trade Commission. And so you really have to make sure you're getting, you know, a full financial audit every year. And you basically, you write what's called a franchise disclosure document, an FDD, which is basically the lifeblood of a franchisor. And that's what's get sent to the uh, the prospect. And it has all your financials and things like that in there and, and all the expected costs. But it's basically a breakdown of the business. And it's uh, federally regulated. I have one last question for you. So, and it's going to be about marketing. So what it has worked really well for you as far as marketing when you've kind of built visions and built a franchise? The dynamic around this business, you know, might be different than other businesses. We sort of rely on a number of different marketing channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest channel is word of mouth. That's the biggest. Um, Uh, We find that about 50% of our new business comes from referrals and you, you're going to get referrals if you know, you're, you're providing a good 
service for the uh, for their dollar, right? And that's you know one of the critical aspects of running this business or any business for for that right. matter. The rest of it comes through various means, you know, and so you have to market. Uh, social media marketing, search marketing, you have to do a lot of community outreach, Facebook groups, sponsoring t-ball teams and things like that. Those are all ways to to get to um, to your customer base. You really have to understand who are you marketing to? Who is the decision maker for this type of a purchase? You know, what is their age group? What is their sex? One thing that's kind of interesting about this is swim lessons is a critical skill. It's a safety skill. It's not just an activity. So what we find is that the financial demographics is not as important as it might be for other uh, activities. You know, they may not have the funding to put them into gymnastics. You know, there's obviously a cost for that, but they find the funding for swim lessons. They understand that it's a critical skill to know. Less than 50% of kids uh, know how to swim. And that really varies by different uh, demographics, trying to open in some of the the, uh, lesser served communities still can be very good. And marketing in that community can be very good. Yeah, you're preaching to me. You're you're telling me all the things I always tell people all the time. You have to know your audience. Where are they hanging out? What are they doing? All of that. And I always tell people, never put your eggs all in one basket. You can't just rely on social. You have to do all of these different things. And it's about brand awareness, right? A lot of times people can say, well, I don't know if it converted right away. It's that time. It takes time to convert sometimes. You got to build awareness, build the referrals, build a network, build the connections, show up, do all of the things and do good stuff. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of marketing 101 in a yeah. way, right? <laughs> Where you're, you, you're in their face yep. seven, eight times before they realize. Yep. One of the effective old school marketing techniques that we've used is road signs. It's funny, we would have these these people that uh, Joan would, would go around about four or five in the morning. She's an yeah. early bird. And she'd put road signs out all over the place when we're uh, we have a summer only program. So we need to build that up every year. So she she saturates the area with uh, road signs. People call up. We always ask, how'd you hear of us? Funny story. It's like, you know, I'm driving here and I see your road sign. I'm like, ah, oh, interesting, you know, and I go here and I see your road sign. Oh, okay. And I go here and I see your road sign. I'm like, all right, I got a call. Right. So it's, it gets back to that marketing 101. They work. They work. Absolutely. And I mean, there's, there's plenty of ways. I mean, direct mail works for some people, some people it doesn't. So it just depends on who you're targeting, but some things work. Like I always tell people just let's pick it and strategize it. When you, when you start looking at franchising, you want to stay on top of your franchisees, you know, so you don't want them just doing their own social media. You want to consist, first of all, you have to stay on brand yep. and you have to stay on message and, and you have to pay attention to details like spelling. And uh, one of the most important things that uh, I always look for is the old marketing adage called wham, what here applies to me. So you always want to give a little nugget in your advertising that hits home, you know, so that it really applies to them because there's nothing better than putting an ad out and, and doing that. And sometimes it's just visual, yeah. you know, a video of some kid doing something spectacular, right? That applies to them. 
Because what I'll, what I'll see is, you know, people tagging other people or these little comments in the ad as if I'm not reading it. It's like, hey, Susie, uh, this would be good for, you know, little Joey. And uh, it's so funny, and you know, and then following up, that's it. another thing is, um, so you have a lot of these channels, people send you emails, they send you uh, texts, they send you uh, Facebook messages and Google messages and things like that. Don't let it lie. Get back to them right away. Some call it customer service, but I just call it good, uh, good business practice. If somebody is calling you or emailing you, guess what? They're also emailing your competitor down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, so as soon as, you know, whoever, whoever really responds, people take days and days to respond to emails. We don't, our chat messages are within an hour easily. We try to lock them in before they start going to these other ones or before they are able to even contact or get a response back for the other ones. We'll lock them in first. Yes, I'm super excited for you. Congratulations on your growth. And I know you're going to be amazing and keep growing. Thank you for coming on. And is there anything else you want to share real quick? Well, no, thank you for having me, Susie. I always like talking about this business because I'm very passionate about it. You know, if anybody is interested in learning more about it, I can talk for hours and hours. Feel free to uh, reach out to us. We're we're at hvswim.com. You could always uh, email me at franchise at hvswim.com or call our 800 number, 1-888-4-HV-SWIM. Yes, thank you so much. It was great to have you on. Thanks again, Susie. Thank you, everybody, for listening in on today's Brand Clarity episode with Susie Libertor. Two things. First and foremost, please, if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave some positive reviews. Also, don't forget to sign up for Stop Sending Your Customers to the competition and get my insider secrets to compelling branding that converts. You can find that at branding-bridge.com. It's a free workbook for you to check out right now all of the branding techniques and strategies that I use for my paying clients.